0: Welcome back to the Chris Gates Fitness Podcast. Thank you so much for uh, joining me for Q&A part two uh, to get into August and prepare for fall and everything that is to come. I said it last episode, I'll say it again today. I'm sorry to... Put a damper on things, but we're we're getting close to the end of uh, summer here. September is when a lot of things kick back up, like school, um, you know, sports kick into action. Football season starts. Uh, that rolls us right into the holidays. And I just know from speaking to so many current clients past clients, and you know, I just have hundreds of interactions on social media every day. Uh, and I, I hear from people all the time that this fall season, September, October, November, December, is the hardest time of year to keep everything straight, to stick to the consistency of getting into the gym, uh, being consistent with your training, uh, consistently making the right choices with your diet and whatnot. And so uh, we're doing a QA and a here to help answer any questions that you have as we start to transition into this most difficult time of year uh, from a health and fitness standpoint. So I'm excited to dive into the podcast today. I have got a bunch of questions here from uh, Instagram, um, and I want to read through them here so you know what is to come here. So uh, question number one, what is a good rate for weight loss? So what is something to, you know, reasonably expect if you want to lose weight? How much should you be losing? How quickly and why? Uh, question number two, how do I improve calorie counting accuracy that's a really good one we talk about tracking nutrition a lot on this podcast i am a big uh fan of counting calories tracking your macros stuff like that so we'll dive into that uh, question number three, how are you planning on fitting beers into the tailgate schedule with a normal 2,300 calories a day? So I am currently cutting. I have been eating uh, around 2,300 calories a day. And uh, this person's asking, how am I going to fit? Fi-? This person also knows that I am a huge football fan. So how am I going to make that work with football season coming up? And that's a really good question. And uh, again, back to what I mentioned before, like that's something people deal with. That, that is a struggle for a lot of people is like getting into this really fun, time of year but like it's fun for a reason so how do you balance things um, next question how do you know what type of protein powder is best is it whey is it casein so we'll dive into that and the last question how long does it take to get big naturally so without getting the boost of anabolics uh how how long does it take to uh, actually build muscle it's a great question We'll answer that one as well. So, I'm excited to dive into these in today's episode. Uh, really quickly, before we do, I teased this in the last episode and I wanna let you know now the official details. Uh, I am going to be opening coaching applications up on August 22nd. That's Monday, August 22nd. I'm super excited to do that because of everything that I just mentioned at the beginning of the episode. This is, we're heading into the most challenging time of year. I wanna help you put a plan in place with your training program, your diet your nutrition plan to, make something that's sustainable and help you make this the fall and the holiday season where like you continue to take steps forward as opposed to like, well, you made a bunch of progress up till now. um, And uh, unfortunately, now we're about to see some of that progress disappear. Or you've been thinking about making progress all year and we're heading into the fall and you're like, ah, maybe I should just wait till January 1st. Like, no, screw that. Let's start making progress now so that when you get to January 1st, we can set even higher goals like that. That's what I want to do here with opening coaching applications up and if you're interested there is a link to my coaching page in the show notes of this episode where you can learn more but I mentioned in the previous episode that I'm running a like a ridiculous sale and I and I am and I'm super excited to do it what I'm gonna do is for the first month of coaching I am going to be offering it 75 percent off okay that is I'm basically uh, almost giving a free month of coaching away. But 75% off of that first month of coaching, um, if if you want to put a plan in place and build muscle, burn fat, feel healthier, uh, feel more confident, this is uh, this is the time to do it and this is the the value uh that you're looking for. So, uh I'm super excited about this. I hope you are too. Like I said, there's a link to my coaching page in the show notes. Check that out. Uh always feel free to reach out if you have any questions or anything like that, but I'm excited to do that August 22nd and it's going to go till the 26th, okay? August 22nd to August 26th, that Monday through Friday. That's when coaching applications will be open and if you're interested uh, I'd highly encourage you to apply. We can talk about what your goals are and how what a program might look like for you. Uh, there's no commitment for applying. Uh, that just helps us start a conversation to talk about what your goals are. And if it seems like we would be a good fit to work together, um, You know, then we can start moving in that direction and uh, start to build a program out for you ahead of the start of September. So uh, I am super, super excited to do that. I hope you are too. But anyway, all right, let's dive into uh, the Q and a, I'm going to go back into my Instagram here and pull up that first question. Question number one is what is a good rate for weight loss? And that's a great question. You know, I think what is a good rate for weight loss as opposed to what a lot of people come to expect of weight loss are two vastly different things. And so we should be very clear on what is, I would categorize a good quote unquote, good rate of weight loss to be something that is Feasible and sustainable because I say this all the time, but there is no reason for you to lose weight if you're doing it in a manner in which you cannot sustain those results. So that often means like don't eliminate all of your favorite foods. Don't eliminate entire food groups. Uh, Don't cut all carbs out of your diet or anything like that. Uh, that's not going to be sustainable. It's not going to help you lose weight and keep it off. I want you to lose weight and keep it off. And typically, the best rate of weight loss or a rate of weight loss that signifies like, yeah, you're doing this in a sustainable way is somewhere in the range of like a half pound to a pound and a half lost per week. But I want to, like there are caveats to that, okay? Okay. That's not to say every single week you're going to lose half a pound to a pound and a half. There are going to be weeks where you don't lose any weight. There may be weeks where you gain a little bit of weight. Um, That may happen for consecutive weeks. And then there may be weeks where you lose more than a pound and a half, especially at the beginning. Like often at the beginning of a weight loss journey, you can lose three to five pounds in the first week or something like that. So that is a ballpark range, okay. You should not, <laughs> you should not expect that to happen consistently, linearly for months and months and months. That's that's not realistic. But in general, if you're seeing your week to week trend look like I'm losing about half a pound to a pound and a half, that. Tends to tell me that we're doing this in a sustainable way, in a manner in which you'd be able to sustain it. Um, if I'm seeing you dropping 10 pounds a week you know, five to ten pounds a week for three weeks or something like that. I'm thinking in the back of my head, okay, he or she is starving themselves. This is never going to last. Uh, when they decide that they've lost enough weight, you're going to start eating food again, and half of that weight is going to come back in a week. So that that's like the other side of it, where if you're you losing weight very rapidly, that that can happen if you're very overweight or obese. But in general, like you shouldn't be losing weight rapidly if you want to do it sustainably and keep that weight off for an extended period of time. Uh, that, that's my opinion. I mean, thats it's opinion and it's also fact. It's based on working with tons of people and seeing the results uh, and seeing who's able to maintain those results and then who comes back and says, hey, like, we got to work on this again. Um, that's, I think, a very fair range to come to expect. All right. Question number two: How do I improve calorie counting accuracy? So, great question. That is something that's you know that's a that's a legitimate challenge, especially when you get started tracking for the first time. Is figuring out how to do it all uh, as accurately as you possibly can. Uh, you know, when you get started with with counting calories or tracking your diet. I want to stress that you should never expect to be perfect when you do get started. You're always at the very beginning, this applies to counting calories, tracking your diet, and anything else, driving a car. um, I don't know, like any skill that you learn, shooting a basketball, uh, like lifting weights, right? You are going to probably suck at it when you start. But the key is to be consistent with it, keep trying, and you're going to get better and better and better at it. And you're going to learn things along the way to figure out how to get better at it the more you are consistent with it. So, like, there's nothing that's going to help you more than being consistent and giving it an honest effort and, like, legitimately giving it an honest effort, okay? Because I, I, I've ran into way too many people where, like, you say you're going to track your nutrition, but what that amounts to is, like, you just scan a barcode and, like, guess at how much the food is that you're eating and you don't put any effort into it. I mean, yes, downloading something like MyFitnessPal, learning how to input your food, but at the same time understanding that like you probably need to be weighing and measuring food to make sure that it's accurate. So that's the second step. You need to be consistent with this stuff, but like also take that extra uh, attention to detail where you're you're preparing your meals on a food scale. I still do this all the time. I'm, I'm in a cut right now. Um, at the time of recording this, I've lost 17 pounds. Uh, and the reason that it's been, it's actually been very easy. The reason it's been very easy is because I've been weighing everything out on my food scale. And that's not hard to do. It just takes a little bit of extra effort. And by little bit, I mean like if I were to prepare these meals on my own without weighing anything out, it would take me, I don't know. Two minutes to get my meal together. Now that I'm weighing things out, it takes me three to four. Like If you can't spare an extra one to two minutes, then this is not for you. It's not going to work. So you need to actually invest the time and effort into... Putting in that attention to detail, and if you do, you're gonna get the returns on it. Um, you're you're gonna learn more about what portion sizes look like and the foods that you love, what they look like, and how many calories are associated with you know those serving sizes. And that's invaluable information that you're gonna have for the rest of your life. So if you can't if you can't invest another one to two minutes, like what are you doing? Um, so really weighing things out is the best way to. Make it more accurate. Uh, You you can do you know measure things out like a cup of rice or something like that. But one cup to the next cup could be different, right? Because you may be able to stuff more rice in there one time than you did the other time. But if you're actually weighing it out, like so, you want to weigh out four ounces of rice. Four ounces of rice is gonna be four ounces of rice every single time you do it. Four ounces of chicken, four ounces of steak, whatever you're eating, it's always gonna be uniform. And um, again, that's gonna teach you so much about what your portion sizes look like. So the accuracy piece of counting calories and tracking your diet really comes down to that attention to detail. So get started, download whatever type of app that you want. I use MyFitnessPal with all my clients. Download that, play around in the app, Take a week or two where you don't stress about it, but you just try. You just try to get it right, you know? And you'll learn how the app works. You'll learn about the food database. You'll learn how you can scan barcodes to track foods. You'll learn what foods need to be weighed, what foods need to be measured, how that all comes together. You can even create your own foods in that app. And then once you get comfortable with the app, let's work in the food scale, okay? So... Put your plate on top of a food scale and weigh out four ounces of chicken, weigh out four ounces of rice. You know, figure out how many, how much food, 14 grams of cheese is or something like that. And it's going to it's going to come to you and you're going to it's going to open your eyes to actually how easy this is, how all these things come together to make up the calories that you're eating each day. And it's just going to get easier and easier and easier and more like clockwork every day that you do it to the point where it'll become so easy that you're going to think like, "Well, why wouldn't I do this?" Like it takes an extra 30 seconds for me to weigh this out. That's that's nothing. But the return is that you know exactly what you're eating and you know how to work yourself towards the goals that you have. So it just comes down to effort. It comes down to effort, attention to detail, and putting those things into motion consistently. Question number three, how are you planning on fitting beers into the tailgate schedule with the normal 2,300 calories from food? Uh, This question actually came from my cousin. So shout out to my cousin, Mark. Thank you for asking. And it's a great question. And it's something that... I am very cognizant of with my current cut and and where we're heading here. I, I will finish the three, it, it'll be about three full months of a cut by the time football season starts. And that was very strategic because I don't know that I would like to diet for more than three months. If anything, I'd like to take probably a diet break at that point to to give myself a, a little bit of a, you know, just refresh myself from the process. Um, but that was calculated because I know that when football season comes around as a huge football fan, I love tailgating. I love having beers with my family and friends. Love going to the games the games often take up like the entire day so it's it, it can be hard to like hit specific macros perfectly hit specific calories or even track calories that's not something I enjoy doing be is being in the uh parking lot tailgating and and tracking all of my beers and stuff like I, I that's that that's not something that helps provide enjoyment for me if anything that takes away from the enjoyment of the event um so I think what Probably logically happens is for football season. I go into a maintenance period where my calories actually go up a little bit, and uh, you know we 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 take a break from dieting at least for a little bit. Um, Now, what may happen is I take like a month off from the diet, but then we go back into it. And, and what I'm thinking is if I do continue dieting at any point during football season, what I will probably utilize is something called calorie cycling. If you're not familiar with what that is, I have talked about it on the podcast a decent amount before. But if you're not familiar, calorie cycling is it's pretty simple. It's instead of thinking about I'm in a calorie deficit eating the same amount of calories every day. What you do is you view your calorie deficit across the entire week. So, you know, if your calorie deficit number is like 2,000 per day, that would be 14,000 for the week. And then you can take those 14,000 calories and split them up however you want. You can put them on different days in whatever way it makes sense. Oftentimes, what people do is Monday through Friday, you eat slightly fewer calories so that you can eat. More on the weekend, so that could look like eighteen hundred calories Monday through Friday, so that you can eat twenty five hundred calories on Saturday and Sunday. I would probably use calorie cycling if I was dieting during uh, football season, and then I think like you know within the the day of game day, I would probably do some fasting. Uh, so you know, I'm not. Intermittent fasting is fine. I'm not a huge fan of it. I don't also hate it. I think it's a very useful tool to help control calories. And I think like if you have a game and you can skip breakfast in the morning and fast until, you know, you show up to the lot and 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 start to cook some food at the tailgate, that could save you 3 to 400 calories and and then if that day you're eating more calories cuz you're calorie cycling, like that makes it pretty easy to keep things in check generally speaking. Um, So that would probably be the strategy. And if that's something that you're worried about or interested in, uh, that's something that you could certainly utilize. And I will mention this uh, because this is a great setup. And I don't know if he knew this, but I am putting out a tailgate cookbook uh, for fall football season. So if you're listening to this and you're not on my uh, mailing list, you got to change that. Head over to my mailing list. Uh, It's just ChrisGatesFitness.com, and there's a mailing list button, and uh, I'm going to be sending it out for free. So you, you you don't have to pay anything. You get like, I don't know, eight or so recipes that are 400 calories or less and 20 grams of protein or more per serving. Um, all really delicious food that you can prepare in a parking lot, on a grill um, that, you know, I just try to make it simple, like things that are simple to cook that you can keep low calorie, but high protein. And so that you can enjoy yourself in those situations, but not totally throw your calorie deficit, you know, for a loop and, and, and mess up an entire week of dieting in one day. So uh, definitely sign up for my mailing list if, if you haven't already, cause that's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm uh, writing it right now and I'm super excited with how it's coming together so far question number four how do you know what type of protein powder is best whey or casein um you know th- th- this question is interesting what is best is going to be very specific to you like for starters if you have if you're lactose intolerant you have issues with dairy products uh, whey is a milk-based protein so like you that it wouldn't be best for you, but it could be best for other people. I think generally speaking, a whey isolate protein is the best protein supplement that you can take uh, simply because it has the best amino acid profile. It, it, and what that means is it's, it, it essentially gives your body the best quality of the building blocks that your body needs to build muscle. Um, So a whey isolate protein would fit that description. But like casein is also very good and useful and uh, it's just different. It's more of a slow releasing protein and it's something that a lot of people like to take in the evenings uh, because, you know, it, it may be part of that last meal that you eat before you go to bed and then you have that more slow digesting protein that your body can utilize for an extended period of time when you're not eating anything. So if like you really want to build muscle and you're really concerned about optimizing that progress, well, when you sleep, your body is getting no nutrients for seven, eight, nine hours a night and a way to... Combat that if that's something you're, that you're worried about is to have something like a casein protein powder because that could uh, be a bit more slow digesting, give your body a bit more of what it needs, and it can continue continue to utilize that while you're sleeping. Um, but really, like best quote unquote best is based on on you, and it's also important to just acknowledge the fact that protein isn't necessary. Prote- well protein is necessary, but protein supplements are not necessary. You can get all the protein you need from food. If that if that's what you enjoy. And personally, I try to get all of my protein if I can from food. I tend to have like one scoop of protein a day with breakfast um, just because my goal is 190 grams of protein. That's a lot of protein. And sometimes that's hard to get from physical food. But like if you can get all of your protein from physical food, that is much more satisfying and fun, in my opinion. So, You can get all of that from food. You don't have to take supplements and you will still see just as good of progress doing it that way. So what's best for you is just going to be dependent on you, what you prefer, what your situation looks like, and uh, what's going to make the most sense for you. I would say start with food. Get as much of it from food as you possibly can. If you find out that you continue to struggle, then you can think about incorporating Uh, a supplement and then take some of that information I just provided you. Like, can you take whey protein? If you can get a whey protein isolate, that's perfect. If you want to have some protein to have before bed, if that's the time when you're looking for it, a casein might make a lot of sense. Um, this is all going to come down to you. So there is no quote unquote best. It's just going to be best based on what's best for you. All right. The fifth and final question, how long does it take to get big naturally? Um, oh man I could go in so many different directions on this because like I want to go on a tangent that wouldn't even really answer this question but like I'm tempted to let people know let you listening know like how many people are actually on steroids that aren't honest about it in the fitness industry it's it is it is unbelievable the amount of people who are and aren't honest about it and like promote these workouts or meals or supplements that they say got them the progress that they have when in reality, they got a majority of their progress because they're taking steroids. It's it's ridiculous. But, um, but that doesn't answer your question now, does it? How long does it take? Uh, you know, there's a lot of research on this. And in general, it seems like in the first <sighs> see i hate saying this because it seems like it like when i say this it, it's going to sound like you should like lift for 3 years and then quit and that that's that's what i hate about it because i i really think like how long does it take it is a never ending quest okay i have been lifting since i was I don't know, since I went to college, I'm 35 now and I still am not satisfied. I'm still trying to experience more progress. It is exponentially harder for me to experience progress now than it was back then, but I was a dipshit back then and I wasn't consistent. And so like I, you know, like I'm trying to make up for all that lost progress from when I was younger. I think like the only thing you need to worry about is just being consistent. You're going to see an unbelievable amount of progress. Like I promise you are. Um, the research suggests that like in, the first 3 years of lifting you if you are doing everything right if you are lifting close to failure if you are consistently challenging yourself on each and every set um if you are doing an adequate amount of training volumes, so like 10 to 20 hard sets per week on the muscle groups you're trying to grow, if you are eating enough calories, if you are eating enough protein, if you're staying in a slight calorie surplus for an extended period of time, if you are getting enough sleep at night, if you are controlling stress levels, if you are hydrating yourself, like if you're doing all those things correctly, for the first three years of your lifting journey, you will make probably the vast majority of your progress that you can make. And then after that, like it, it's just, a, it's a, it's diminishing returns with each year. So your first year, you're going to make the most progress you could ever make your second year. You're probably gonna make half of that. Your third year. You're probably going to make half of that. Your fourth year. You're probably going to make half of that and so on and so on and so on until you get so deep into your lifting journey that like you are lifting, your ass off and challenging yourself so hard uh to gain like one to two pounds of muscle a year like that that that's the reality of it and like when you put when when i say that it is the worst pitch for strength training that you could possibly give i heard somebody say this in a podcast recently but like if you were to describe strength training and lifting weights and building muscle as like an investment like in the stock market. It would be the worst investment of all time because it's a, the diminishing returns each and every year. And you have to put in more and more effort. <laughs> so it's it's this backwards thing that people get, like I'm so into, I'm obsessed with it. So many people are obsessed with it and it, all it does is get harder and harder and harder over time. So like to answer your question specifically, how long does it take? It, it, it takes a, a couple years, and at the same time, it takes a lifetime. Like it's, it's this very weird answer that I have trouble. I have trouble verbalizing because it's so, it's so strange, but like what I will say is you can experience a lot of quick, uh, a lot of progress quickly early on in your lifting journey. But like the deeper you get into it, the more it, the more you experience growth in other areas that aren't related to, I don't know, your biceps or your quads, like the more I've gotten into lifting and the more I've been consistent with it, the more I've seen the principles of this stuff spill over into my everyday life. I am a, I, I'm a better person, I think, in every way, shape, and form in my life because of like the work ethic that lifting has taught me. And it took a really long time to buy into that work ethic, but um, I-, I think, I'm, I- I think I- I'm a better person across the board because of it. And that's like with family, as a friend, um, as a coach, as a business owner. I, I think across the board, like it-, it teaches you those principles of, you know, putting your head down, working hard, and not expecting immediate results. And understanding that, like, you, you you, have to continue working at something forever. Like, you have to continue to work hard and apply yourself in, in whatever things that you are interested in working hard and applying yourself at. And that's not going to necessarily give you that immediate return that you're looking for. But it will over time. And you'll continue to develop yourself in different ways. Like that, I didn't. When I saw this question, I didn't realize how difficult it would be to answer it. But it is incredibly difficult. So, like, yeah, I'm. I'm a big fan of doing it the natural way. I'm a big fan of not diving into anabolics and 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 taking that route because of the potential negative effects it could have on your health. Um, I've never gone that route. Um, and 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 I, I think on top of that, like. It, it all those things i just mentioned the things that it teaches you i think are growth on top of the muscle and strength growth and gains that you can make so um I don't know. I hope that was helpful. That was a a rambling journey (laughs) of an answer. Uh, But I appreciate the question because that is a good question. I know know it's one that a lot of people uh, wonder about. But uh, all right, that's going to wrap up this second edition of the Q&A for uh, the month of August. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found it helpful. And I hope you're excited for August 22nd like I am. Like I said, there is a link to my coaching page in the show notes. Make sure you hit that up. Uh, Check out the information about coaching. And uh, like I said, we're going to run a a sale on this one because I want to bring as many people on board as I can who are serious about this and really want to make this uh, a period of time where you take steps forward and not take steps backward like you tend to always do this time of year. So uh, I'm excited about it. But thanks again for listening. Um, I'm excited to touch base and talk to you more in the next one. But until then, I will talk to you soon.